it's Andrew. How are you? I'm doing good, Andrew. You're doing good. Hey, yeah. I have a question for you. Fire away. How do you feel about documentaries? I love them. Like all of them? I've never seen a documentary I didn't like. Well, let me ask you a question. What happens if you were actually part of helping get a documentary off the ground? What would you say to that? I would say, look, look at me, everybody. I'm a good person. You're a great person. And now let, now, now. If I'm, only such opportunities existed. I'm though. sorry to pepper you with so many questions. You're a very busy man. Really I, I understand me. this. But the, here's the thing. What if I were to tell you that this documentary would also go towards helping people in Africa? Oh, my God. Hungry what, people? Hungry people. Hardworking people? People looking to turn their lives around. What if I told you you could do all of this, help get a documentary off the ground, help people in Africa, and help turn lives around? What would you say to that? I would say I love the arts, mm -hmm. and I love making the world a better place. As we all do. Andrew, sign me up. What can I do? Here's what you can do, Mark, is you can go to badaladoc.com. Their Kickstarter has begun today. Today. Monday. Today. Today. This day. In the year of our Lord. And you can donate so much money, any amount of money that you would like, from a dollar to, let's say, a billion dollars. Let's say I know I know Moneybags Gonzalez over here. My got, tax return is he's coming got, he's back. Just walking around. He's, billion use, dollars is just walking around uh, money for you. Yeah, but, I don't want to get picked up for vagrancy with only a billion dollars. Here's the thing: BadalaDoc.com, put together by our good friend Jill Ackerman. She's putting together this wonderful documentary about this organization that is helping women in Africa turn their lives around. All of your donations. 100% tax deductible. Mm -hmm. So file that away. Give your accountant this stuff. It's going to be good news come next April. Here's the other thing. There are plenty of uh, 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 donation incentives to sweeten the pot even more, which I don't see why you should. Because you're helping the regardless. Feel the, the, feeling the act is its own reward. But plenty of uh, donator incentives from... Uh, all of the crafts that are made by the Badala organization, by these people, by these women in Africa. It's a fantastic organization. It's a fantastic documentary. I strongly advise everyone to check it out at BadalaDoc.com. Follow the links to the Kickstarter. Donate heavy and and feel like a good person, Mark. That's what I say. Because mm -hmm. let's say I've maybe felt like a good person maybe three times in my life. So if I could just go and make a click a couple buttons and feel like a great person... Why wouldn't you? Let me let me say something. If let's say you did something bad, mm. let's say you went to dinner and didn't tip well enough. Mm. Let's say you uh, dinged a guy's car in the in the in the Ralph's parking lot. Yeah. Didn't leave a note or anything. Nothing. Let's say one a third thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're not feeling good. Maybe you're wondering, am I a bad person? Yeah. Click a, click a few buttons. Click a few buttons. Wipes the slate clean. You're going to be a good person. Wipes the slate clean. Badaladoc.com. Or if you're planning on doing something bad later, this balances do this. It out. Yeah. It's, you're just trying to get back to status quo. Yeah. That's how I feel. I run like six miles and then I eat a big cheeseburger. Yeah. So back to status quo. Everything's fine. Badaladoc.com. Check it out. All right. Here's the show. We're going to do it. Hello, everybody. 
everybody. It is Monday, March 17th, 2014. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to the only internet debate podcast on the internet. Best of the best. Mark, it is episode 105. Wow. 105. Wow. Where all the new sound lives. You're tuning in to Best of the Best 105. We're dropping some on a block of two live crew. And then we got uh, we got your shout outs at three, and then uh, uh, first some terrible news from Syria. Uh, Wayne Knight found dead in a bathtub. No, today. no. Mark, did you know it's today? It's the today is hoverboards are real. Hoverboards are real. I saw the video with Christopher Lloyd, you know, man. It's the day with that Christopher uh, Lloyd, man. Michael J. Real. Fox went to the future and Back to the Future too. You know, it's that thing. I saw it on the internet. They mm-hmm. can't lie about that kind of stuff, can they? They shouldn't. It's illegal. They have. It's illegal, isn't it? No, nah, I don't think there's any laws about it. Fuck. Mark, um, how have you been? How's your week been? Good. Good. Busy week. What you been doing? What you did? What you been doing? Been doing everything, What'd you man. Been doing. Been doing everything. Everything. All of the things. Mark, I enjoyed the arts on Friday. Yes, we did. We did. We saw a wonderful, wonderful production. Of lesbian vampires during World War II. Yeah, I think that's the full title. I am not quite sure what the title of the play actually is. Carmilla. Carmilla. Uh, Mark's girlfriend is the wardrobe supervisor. And what's the official word? Just wardrober? Costumer. Costumer. It's a costumer on this. Costume uh, designer. Actually, she did it all, really. On this uh, little play that we saw at Zombie Joe's. Joe's. Crab underground. Shack. <laughs> Zombie Joe's Underground Theater. It's a no-ho. Uh, it's right is, under the no-ho sign, if you know, on Lancashire. It's a little black box theater. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Mark uh, told me ahead of time that it was... He, he mentioned that there were lesbians and that they were vampires yeah. and it was set during World War II. And that's about so all you need to know. Really. Going into it, I thought to myself, well, it's got to have, it's got it all. Yeah. Like, literally, it's all firing on every single cylinder that can possibly be in an engine. But uh, I, it, um, it was it's like interesting. they combed through my dream journal. And it, they were like, what do people want to see? Lesbians? Okay, vampires? Got that. Got that. Uh, maybe something during World War II, perhaps? Yeah. Um, and then very sparse, uh, like almost our town like sets. Well, yeah, there was nothing. There were chairs. There was chairs and there a radio. Was a radio, yeah, and then a old timey microphone for yeah. the uh, the announcer character. Uh, but it was um, it was it was interesting. But the thing I was more interested about was Zombie Joe himself. Uh, a man. You you thought he was doing a character. A man greeted us at the door when we bought tickets, and apparently he is the he is he is Mr. Joe himself, Mr. The proprietor, Z Joe. Yeah. And um, I thought I thought it was one of those things when um, you know you go see like Chicago, and like the program is like an actual is like an old timey newspaper, and they're being given out by like page boys or something. Do they do that? Some people. I think my college. Uh, pref- uh, um, performance of chicago did that so you know it's like you're kind of expecting there's like a whole motif as you go into this thing so i thought this guy was doing a character but it turns out he wasn't he was just kind of weird yeah he's just a weird guy (laughs) because uh he was he came in and he's like fellas come in come in what would you like would you what do you want to enjoy 
We're just like, ah, one ticket, well, I guess. Just one ticket, man. Just one ticket for these, for the fellas. And then it's just like he was doing this very affected, like, tone. And I just, I didn't know if I was supposed to be, like, if I was being, if I was playing a character, well, yes, uh, you know, the front was rough on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> I fought on the Japanese front, but uh, I heard it was tough all over during World War II. Yeah. As a lesbian vampire, um, <laughs> we lost a lot during we the lost lesbian a lot vampire of great, wars. Lost a lot of great vampires, some not so great but lesbians. Yeah, they were. They, yeah, they were. They Average. were average. They were lipstick vampires, if you ask me. Um, I think they were just trying to get their their like parents angry. You know, you go to college and become a lesbian vampire for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, trying to figure out who you are. And then, and then, like five years later, you're embarrassed. You're like, "Oh, I can't believe I'm married." Such a, you, such a yeah, weird you burn phase all the photos. Try to get them off of Facebook. Uh, take out your your um, fangs. Anyways, that'll be fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. Here you go, Zombie Joe. Um, um, so, but so yeah, it was this weird thing. But I say I heard that um, it got extended. The run got extended. Actually, yes, it, it was did. supposed. The last run was supposed to be this most Saturday recent night. weekend. Yeah. Uh, but I guess uh, the run is extended, and um, uh, you also got a, the play got a very positive review in LA Weekly, is what I had yes, heard. Yes, especially uh, Katie's costumes. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're in Los Angeles, you're in the NoHo area, go ahead and check it out. Zombie Jim's Underground. Zombie Joe's Underground. Zombie, <laughs> Zombie Slim Jim's Undercarriage. Z- Zombie Jackie. Z- uh, and uh, it is uh, Carmilla. Yeah. Go ahead and Google that and look it up. Uh, go go see a performance before it uh, gets out of there. Uh, Mark, it has been an ass-kicking week for me this week. Yeah. Uh, I think I announced last week that um, starting new work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have been up in at the Sable Ranch in An- the Antelope Valley every single morning uh, for the past five days uh, doing... Um, I'm working on Wipeout. I Can you say that? I will just go ahead Are and say. Are you legally allowed to say that? Here's the issue. Here's the thing is that I'm working on uh, Wipeout, which I can just tell you that I can, I'm working on Wipeout. It's funny because I went and looked it up on Google Maps, and there is actually a pin, a push pin uh, that shows like that. It says, you know, the Wipeout this obstacle. Is where it, is. it says Wipeout obstacle course, and yeah. there are satellite photos of the course hmm. on Google Maps. So you want to know where wipeout is it's up at the you just uh, google it i guess sable ranch uh, about an hour north of los angeles um it's been kicking my ass though because i've been having to get up at 5 30 in the morning to get out there by 6 30 what do you listen to on your drive up there uh i've been listening to when i have uh podcasts uh that i haven't gone through yet i'll usually listen to those best but the best. a lot of best of the best a lot of sound of my own drone mm-hmm. so that really gets me amped uh, and I, I have, um, I have You'll a couple encourage yourself to beat me. Like, come on, yeah, you got him on the ropes. Fuck, I'm just gonna get, just say it, say it. God damn it. Uh, and a lot of, uh, a lot of music to get me amped. But, um, Monday was the first day that I was supposed to go up there. Got rear ended, mm. uh, on my way up mm. to my first day of production. And then you were driving too. Then I, uh, uh, then you had to drive afterwards. After you got rear-ended. And after I got totally rear-ended, just busted up my backside. <laughs> Pink <laughs> chips everywhere. Um, guy who hit me uh, looked like uh, one is of that the... Is that his character's name? Guy, guy who, who hit, hit me. Guy who hit me, uh, Junior, 
uh it's it's just guy yeah mr who hit me is, is his father dad, yeah um oh, i'm sorry the colonel <laughs> <laughs> let's add some real character to this guy um he uh, uh, um, he looked like one of the guys from Duck Dynasty. He had a really he had a mm-hmm. big bushy beard, and uh, he had a big surfboard attached to the top of his Subaru. But um, made a made a distinct uh, 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 effort to keep the insurance companies out of it. Uh, well, uh, he um, well he made an error in that he um, he claimed fault. Ooh, right there. Yeah. So got him. Just in that chess game, just mm-hmm. it's like an arm wrestling match. Just slammed him to the ground. Uh, no, I looked at the bumper. He only, I mean, like basically what happened is he wasn't checking his mirrors and the. Um, or he was checking. his Well, mirrors. he was checking his mirrors. He wasn't checking in front of him. The you know they kind of got jammed up a little bit. In the lane that I was in, I stopped. He didn't stop in time, and he just kind of he tapped my bumper. I, I mean, you can look at it afterwards, but I, I haven't seen. Uh, it just looked like he knocked some paint off. I don't see any cracks or anything like that. And I yeah. haven't felt any kind of weird shift with the car. So I don't know. I've never been in an accident before. So I don't know like what it, it just sounds like a big fucking hassle now. Cause I have to go get an estimate, talk to this fucking Yahoo, do this, do that. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to get my own helicopter. You, know? you got to just been telling you, you for you a while. To, you have to take your gotta car. Got to get my helicopter uh, bought and fueled. You have to take your car in as soon as possible because you don't really know what happened. I, my previous car was got backed into a wall, not by me, but by somebody else. And then, and I was like, oh, that looks, that looks bad. I guess I'll have to have the bumper replaced or whatever. And then I took it in like the next day and they said, your, your back frame is dented. Like if you took this thing on the, or is cracked, Mm-hmm. If you took this thing on the freeway, there's a good chance it could have just fallen off. <laughs> so, like, you never know what the real damage is. I guess, but, like, the bumper itself on your car was actually cracked. Like, you, you, there, it was separated. It was beaten like, bad, yeah. Uh, when, after the recording of this, we'll walk outside and you can go look at it and All right, we'll tell get it me, up on. Tell me, in fact, we can go right now and then we can come back to this recording. Ooh. And you can tell me if I should immediately go to uh, the, uh, the the car place. Let's or not. do that. All right. All right. Oh, that was a good sandwich. All right, Doctor Carr, what's your fucking prognosis? I think you should take it in. It's going to get taken in. Well, you got to take it in sooner rather than later. I just, I, I have to work. I have to go places with this thing. You take the car in. You get a loaner. You have this other guy's insurance pay for it. He's at fault. He hit your car. Uh, all right. If somebody stabbed you in the arm. Yeah. And they're like, let's just keep it cool, all right? <laughs> what, what would you do? And you'd be like, all right, I guess we'll keep it cool. Or, well, you know. Or would you go to the hospital and have this guy pay for your medical expenses? Something tells me if the guy stabbed me in the arm, he probably wouldn't be too keen on paying for anything. Well, I, no, let's say it was an accident. He just, <laughs> just flat out He's walking around with a knife. Mm-hmm. Just He's swinging around. Swinging around. Look at my knife. Look at it. And then he turned really quickly and stabbed you in the arm. And be like, oh, let's, uh, let's keep it cool. Well, you know, if he's walking away with a lot of cash, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
God damn it. Why wasn't he paying attention? That's what I wanted. He know. was paying attention to everything else. He Except was like, good on the left, good on the yeah, right. Yeah, behind me looking behind great. Behind me, I got about four car lanes. Hopefully this and guy, bam. Go. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, we have a letter here very quickly. Is this hot we, off the presses? This is hot off the presses. Just gotten in from one Joanne Gonzalez. I don't know if you're familiar with this person or not. That's uh, my is mother. there any relation? That is my mother. Uh, good episode last week, guys, she says. Also enjoyed the Peter and the Wolf music at the end of the podcast and interspersed during the body of the podcast. Love, Mom. That's sweet of her. Mark. We uh, do it for our fans. We do it for we do it for everybody. Yeah. We do it for the best of the, the best. The cats. Nation. Yes, we do it for the cats. Mark. Um, it is best of the best. It's your only internet debate podcast on the internet. It's episode 105. Yes. Today we are talking about waiting. 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 As in, I'm waiting for my bumper just to completely separate itself from my car. So we're going to be talking about best movies starring... Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and the guy from Live Free or Die Hard? Justin Long. Isn't that him? Is it? I think so. I have no idea. There was a sequel. I don't know who's waiting too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mark, uh, best of the best. Your only internet debate podcast on the internet. You and I are going to be discussing at most three best ofs regarding waiting. I think we'll only get to two. I think I'm going to sweep you this week. I think I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. Mark, uh, um, fabulous prizes on the line for today's episode. First and foremost, we have a twenty-five dollar gift card to Wendy's for the winner of the first of five hundred series. Yeah, and the secondary prize is a very good one. It's a very do you nice know what one. it is yeah, this I do, week? I do know what it what is. What is it this week? It is the insurance card oh. that the guy who hit me guy who hit me gave me. Yeah, uh, and um, you know that's pretty good. That's a that's pretty. So you could earn yourself a brand new bumper if wow. you wanted. That's from guy who hit me. From insurance. guy who hit me, Junior, <laughs> still under his dad's Curlinell. He's under the dad. He's under his dad's plan. Oh, his yeah. dad's gonna be furious about it, which kind of his sucks. rates are gonna go up. Um, but that's for, that's at stake. Best of the best, Mark. Uh, we're gonna start with our customary coin flip. Uh, today we are dealing with a 2013 nickel. A nickel with uh, Monticello on the back, a different visage of Thomas Jefferson on the front. Go ahead and call it in the air. Heads. Perfect. Nailed it. It is. It is tails. Tails. Mark, our first category here on Best of the Best talking about waiting is the best magazine to read while you're in a waiting room. Okay. Best magazine to read while in a waiting room. While you're in a waiting room. Kick or receive is the question I'm asking myself. Yeah. I'm going to receive. You're ready to go. Mark, the best magazine to read when you're in a waiting room. Reader's Digest. Reader's Digest? Yes. I haven't seen one of those in a waiting room in a long time. Mark, used to be known as America Inside Your Pocket. Yeah. Because it has it all. Do you go to the humor? You go to the joke section immediately? That's the thing, Mark, is you can. there's a lot of different options. You can mm-hmm. read about... Uh, um, somebody's trials and tribulations dealing with pancreatic cancer. Yeah. You can maybe read an excerpt from uh, Lean In, the, that new book from, what, what's his name? 
Uh, you can. There's a bunch of different options, but the real bread and butter. David Sedaris. Who Who are you talking about? No, Lean In is uh, um, that guy Petraeus, General Petraeus. Oh, General Petraeus. <laughs> newest, you can read an excerpt. Yeah, from Lean In. Uh, but um, the real bread and butter is uh, humor is the best medicine. Yeah, the joke section. Humor is the best medicine, and uh, or laughter is the best medicine, and humor in uniform. Mm-hmm. Those two, uh, I think, are the real highlight of the Reader's Digest. For, because how how are you not, you know, where else are you going to get Jay Leno monologue jokes? Yeah. In text form. Right, finally. In this magazine as you wait for, uh, you know, another 20 minutes while your doctor does some fuck all, you know, Looks by at himself. Your, while you're at the dentist's office, right? Yeah, just hanging out. Just not even paying attention to anything. Yeah. And then humor and uniform, you know, everyone enjoys all the, the japes and chicanery of, uh, of our, our, our men in the military services. You got to support our troops. You have to support the troops. And you that have to means support all the humorous things that, that they do. That means you have to laugh at, the, laugh at their silly antics. And then uh, let's say you burn through those. What is humor and uniform, just so that I know, because I don't? Humor and uniform is another section where instead of just jokes, it's like, funny anecdotes of people that in soldiers the have sent yes exactly so it's like it was korea or it was it was vietnam I was, and, there i was in da Nang. yeah we just got done <laughs> burning the, down a village knee deep in the shit yeah and my my superior officer said uh no there's a there's an everybody loves raymond uh where his dad gets a story printed in a um in humor and uniform and he's very proud of it yeah, the story is something like you're supposed to do uh, a sir sandwich where you say when you respond, sir, to your, yes, sir. Yeah. When you respond to your your officer, it's always sir statement, sir. And he was responding to like three officers. And so he did sir statement, sir statement, sir statement. And the superior officer said the commanding officer said, I said I wanted a sir sandwich, not a sir club sandwich. Mm hmm. And that got, that's what gets, essentially that's what gets printed. Uh, that's a weird, like, TV trope. Like, the X character gets a joke published. Because mm-hmm. Friends has one where a character gets a joke published in Playboy. And MASH has a joke where a character gets, either tells a joke or gets a joke published in Stars and Stripes. I don't remember. But it always just struck me as odd that, like... This is this is a TV trope at this point. Well, you know, people people what? like families can relate to when you get your name published in the newspaper. Yeah, it's always a big deal to families. Uh, and then if you if you burn through those quick enough, then the option that you have is um, build your word power. It's another option. What is reading. build your word power? It's you, uh, it's essentially like um, you know, it's a, a a big like an SAT, a ten cent word. And uh, you have to guess what it means. And then, you know, that's a multiple choice quiz. And then you figure out, oh, lugubrious means this. <laughs> and then you can use it in a common sentence, you know, later in the day. Yeah. Build your word power, Mark. Okay. Always learning. So Reader's Digest. Reader's Digest. Offers a lot of different options, a lot of different things. A laugh, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of insight on General Petraeus. Sure. Yeah. All your favorites. So that's what I say, Reader's Digest. Good pick, Andrew. The the world has changed. The game has changed. 
Um, I mean, ever since 9-11, really, it's been, yeah. it's been a whole new world. Generally, if you're waiting in a waiting room, you're going to be dicking around on your phone nowadays, right? Yeah. So this, this is a difficult one for me to, to, for me to answer because I've waited in my share of waiting rooms. But generally, if something's going to get me to not read something on my phone, go to Cracked or Best of the Best at flickeringbox.wordpress.com. Sure. Uh, there's got to be something on the table that I don't have easy access to. Mm-hmm. Also, magazines are so cheap. Like My girlfriend has, I think, like eight subscriptions, and the total cost is ten twenty five a month. Yeah. Well, they, they really... You know, they, they, they want, it's like you, to, to get people to stick around into print publications, they, you know, they, they bend over backwards for that. Yeah. And I have my magazine subscription, the one magazine that I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty much good if I see that one at a waiting room. I won't actually pick it up because I'm like, I got that one at home. Yeah. Guns and ammo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally, but the other thing is you want something that you could pick up. And then put down the moment something interesting happens where they're like, okay, we, we, your x-rays, x-rays are back. You're, you, you, you've, got, you've got skin cancer. Typhoid. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. And your insurance. I don't know how we can tell that through x-rays, but whatever. <laughs> your, your insurance doesn't cover it, so, mm-hmm. you know. You can have the magazine if you want. In fact, I insist it because it's pretty contagious. Take, you got. Why don't you take that with you? Take the chair, too. You need some kind of a, and if you could pay for getting the carpets clean, too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's pretty contagious. Yeah. Don't, please covered. don't touch the door. Don't touch that. Don't. Okay. Well, just well, take, take the door the, at this take point. Take the door, too. Yeah. You want a screwdriver? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you might just as well have that, that screwdriver. Yeah. Um, don't worry. I'm adding it all up. It's Put fine. it all I got on a running belt. total right over here. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Yep. Ding. Yep. Uh, oh, you can use the toilet, too. All right. Well. Ooh. Handicap stall too. Those oh, that's cheap. the big one. Those, Those ones are not cheap. Are not cheap. Uh, I'm gonna say a either a tech or a science magazine. <laughs> Just in general. In general, like it could be Psychology Monthly, or it could be Wired, mm-hmm. or something like that. Something scientific, where you can pick it up and go, "Oh, interesting." Yeah. Because I, because I feel like whatever it is in the waiting room, it needs to be something that's outside of what you normally encounter. Yeah. Like I said, if they have a New Yorker there, I probably won't pick it up because I'm like, I got that at home. I don't want to get halfway through this humorous essay by John Hodgman, mm-hmm. and then I have to put it down and then pick it up when I get home. Yeah. So you want to have something where you get little little bits of science facts, like, did you know that the DSM-4 is being updated to not include homosexuality as a mental disorder? Mm-hmm. You could go, oh, that's horrifying that that was still in there for so many years. Yeah. So my pick, some sort of a science magazine so that you get a little bit of information and then pass on and walk away. Because if you're reading, what if, what if you what if you get halfway through the jokes page, 
Are you going to rush out and buy a copy of Reader's Digest? This is final arguments, Mark. This is the nice thing about the jokes page is they're all broken up into just little separate jokes. Yeah, but what if you get halfway through and you're like, it's not they like, always save the best dad joke for the very end. It's not like you're constantly they waiting. Get, they got a President's Day sale. It's, 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 Pants it's, are all half off. Uh, it's not like... Um, uh, uh, you know, it's not like a, you're reading an essay and you're like, oh, I, 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 I want to know what the end of the essay is. It's these jokes are like three sentences a piece. So if you get halfway through the column and you don't finish and you get to it's not like <laughs> are the jokes good? Tell me straight up and down. Are the jokes good? I think the jokes are magnificent, Mark. Do you? Are you lying? Are you lying on best of the best? Mark, I will give you I will give you a joke from Reader's Digest. Go ahead. Give me one. Man is driving his car, mm-hmm. and it's a brand new car. Okay, and he's been told up and down. The guy who sold him the car said, "This car is amazing." Specifically, like the radio. Aren't we over three sentences at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing here. Give me a second. No, you gotta, you gotta do a Reader's Digest <sighs> joke. A man is taking a car for a test drive. The man driving the car, the, the, the car salesman says, this radio in this car is brand new. Say the kind of song you want to hear, and it'll play that. So the guy says, country, and a Conway Twitty song comes on. Wow. The guy thinks about it, and he says, rock and roll, and uh, uh, the Rolling Stones come on. In front of the guy's car, a man in another car cuts him off. So the guy screams out, jerk! And Howard Stern comes on the radio. That's a Reader's Digest joke. Why don't you chew on that one for a little bit? Wow. Why don't you chew on it? Just let it just let it marinate. Yeah, just start like thinking about beef it. Beef jerky of a joke. Just, the more you dig into it, the better it gets. Just let it just let it brew. Let it just sizzle in your brain. So you're at the doctor's office. Right? Waiting waiting to or you're at the dentist's office waiting for your teeth to get scraped. Yeah. And you look at that joke, mm-hmm. you're not laughing. You're just thinking, oh, my God, I just want this to be over. Yeah. But instead, you're reading about, like, brain parasites and psychology today. Yeah, and you're going, thank God I don't have that. Thank God I just or have dirty teeth. Do I? Oh, no. Oh, no. See, that's I the, should make some appointments. That's the thing. Is, is there I, a therapist's office When in you're here? reading science and, and medicine magazines... And you're in a doctor's office. You want to, you want to be reading something that is going to take your mind as far away from where you're at right now. So if it's a stupid joke about a fucking car radio, that's where I want to be, as opposed to being like, I do use a lot of deodorant. Is aluminum causing me to get Alzheimer's? Oh my god, I I could already I could have already sealed my fate. I yeah, mean, I've been might using be too deodorant late. for like 15 years now. I like that that Reader's Digest joke was so much build up just so that someone could say Howard Stern's a jerk. Yeah. That makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. See? It makes you laugh. The joke itself doesn't make me laugh, but the thought of somebody sitting down and saying, it's time to take that Howard Stern down a peg. I will construct a weird scenario where a radio station automatically... Radio. Or radio automatically chooses. Knows that... uh... So that's right. So 
you know, you're having a bit of a bit of fun with it. Yeah. But instead, you'd rather read about brain parasites and I'd rather read about some, your slow death. And yeah, march some, off this mortal coil. Some information I wouldn't have had access to otherwise, as opposed to this joke that is now stuck in my brain. That joke is a brain parasite. Mark, I told you you could also expand your word power. By learning you what can, lugubrious means? Yeah, you can build your word power. You, what, there's a lot to learn. What does lugubrious mean? Uh, delicious. Oh, so it worked. <laughs> I don't know if that's what lugubrious it, means. It doesn't. Um, guess I'm, I'm just using it as an example, Mark. Okay. I obviously don't have a... I'm just saying it all seems rather disposable, These this Reader's Digest. Oh, and you have like half-heartedly reading about um, the post-traumatic stress disorder and probably giving bad information the next time you go to a party. Like regurgitating it in the wrong way? Exactly. Did you know that uh, most soldiers enjoy PTSD? I, I, I'm pretty sure that's I what the that's article what said. said. I, you know, I was kind of, I was looking between my phone and the magazine. Sometimes if you smoke a banana, a dried banana peel, it'll give you PTSD. That's the thing is. But they like that, right? That's, I think that's what, I, I want to say that's what it, that article said. Yes. 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 yes, Definitely. Yes. That's what it said. That's what it said. Yeah. Yeah. So, because when you read something in, especially in a more sophisticated magazine like you know if you if it's like wired it's built for everyday consumers but if it's like psychology today which is psychology today is still pop psychology like it, it's still written at a it's not a site you know it's not a journal yeah it's still written for like at like a fourth grade level like all other magazines are but it's you're just going to give i'm confident psychology today probably reported that wayne knight died this way <laughs> No, I think that's something Reader's Digest would report. No, Reader's but Digest would just is say, not breaking any news like that. It would that. say they Newman just, died. That's like the short version of that story. <laughs> they no, are, it would say Newman died, question mark. That way they can cover their asses. And then they open the book. No. no. <laughs> All right, Mark. Goodbye, I, I guess, Newman. Yes, that'll be the headline. That's the, the headline. That's the headline. That's the headline. I guess I can see that learning apparently is more important to you. At least than, making an effort to learn. Than enjoying a good laugh. A larf. A, a, a good, uh, you know, tension breaker. If you could have told me what lugubrious means, I, I think you would have won. They're smart. That's what it means. Lugubrious. Okay. Smart. Get it? Hmm? Yeah. What? Hmm? Huh? Moving on. Mark, we're going to move on to our second topic here on Best of the Best. We are talking about the best waiter tactic. Like trick or Just something waiters do? Something waiters do that is the best thing that, okay. that they can do. Okay. I went first in that first round, which means you go first in the second round, Mark. Best waiter tactic. Uh, Andrew, as I've often said on this show, I've never worked food service or retail. So this is only stuff that I'm getting secondhand from Psychology Monthly. Psychology Today. Yeah. yeah. Newman's dead. Newman's Today's dead. Today is the day that uh, Back to the Back Future, to the future, future took happens. place. Yeah. And hoverboards are real. Hoverboards are real. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that we're just equating various publications to the internet. <laughs> um, 
No, so this is only something that I've gotten secondhand from everybody I know who has worked a waiter job at some point. Yeah. Um, but definitely the best waiter tactic that I can find is racial profiling. Uh, um, okay. Because the story is always, the, and I've heard the same sentence said by people who used to work there or currently work at like a restaurant or a bar. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's usually after they've had a particularly bad day or they're remembering a particularly bad day. But the statement is, I didn't think this before, but working at, we'll say P.F. Chang's or whatever, mm-hmm. working at P.F. Chang's in blank neighborhood made me hate blank groups of people. Yeah. And so the fact that all food service, like your your job is bad enough, right? Yeah. You're on your feet all day. People are making demands of you. Suddenly, if you work in a neighborhood where enough particular ethnic group, and it doesn't have to be, I'm not talking about just like one ethnic group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could be white people ask way too many questions about food. Mm-hmm. Is it organic? I don't know. I, 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 somebody, I don't even touch the food. I touch the plate and then I give it to you. Yeah. You seem upset. You seem to think that what is. No, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Okay. So you're saying white people are nosy. Is that what you're white saying? White people care too much about the food that they're just going to shove into their face anyways. Yeah. From P.F. Chang's. From P.F. Chang's. Yeah. Or somebody else would say that another group, like, they're just really rude to female waitresses. Or another group just doesn't tip. Mm-hmm. And I just like that it seems to me that if you if you have this awful job and one or more people ask the same question, you will immediately become racist. <laughs> and I think that's an incredible skill for anybody to have, mm-hmm. to realize how tenuous our grasp of ourselves is. If you have a bad enough day and two white people go, is this organic? You'll be like, white people fucking I, suck. They are the worst. Literally the worst. So you're saying racial profiling, racial profiling. is the best, the best tactic that a waiter has. Yeah. Or a group of people will come in and they'll go, well, I don't think those people are going to tip me too well. So I'm going to let somebody else handle that table. Mm-hmm. And I assume you mean like like poor people, right? Is that what you mean? Like yeah, yeah. Well, a group of poor people comes in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Poor poor people are a race, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I assume I answered questions about my uh, my um, you know amount of money that I make when I fill out the sur- you know the census. So yeah, I'd assume it's it's a race. poor. Yeah, just wrote in poor. When I was a census taker, people could say anything. Did mm-hmm. I ever tell you this? No. There was a list of five accepted answers and then other. Mm -hmm. And the accepted answers were like the scientific or anthropological definition of a race. Mm -hmm. So you would ask the question and then somebody would say, I'm Armenian, which isn't a race. And you'd go, of these five? And if they said it again, you would have to go, all right, that's a race, whatever. (laughs) So somebody could say, I'm poor. And you go... Are you, uh, you don't identify with one of these five? And they go, no. And poor. Go, All right, you're poor. Yeah, poor, got it. Nailed it. 
Mark, the best tactic for a waiter to have in my uh, in my mind is the ability to split a check correctly. Doesn't of, the machine do it? This is the thing, Mark. I've been to plenty of restaurants. They don't like to do it in LA. And you go and you're just like, I was wondering if I could, we could just split this. You know, we could do a thing where, you know. Do you mean, do you mean they bring you the check and you both put your cards down, or do you mean before you even order, you say split separate checks. checks, split checks, okay, yeah, separate checks. And it's always it either either they always uh, it either two things happen either it's always um, uh, they say okay and then when you get the and bill they don't do it and then they because they just they just look at you like yeah yeah I'm gonna get right on there you got junior. it buddy whatever you want let me just go ahead and put this in the split check machine here we go beep boop beep beep boop beep beep boop beep, beep, boop oh here it comes oh two separate checks yep. just like it should have worked. Or they look at you and they say, "We don't, we don't do we that don't here. Do that here." And you're just like, "Why? Why not? Why?" So if I came in, if, like if I just move over a seat, like yeah. can you do it then? And will that be okay? Does it go this way? <laughs> it doesn't Does it say. Go this way? It doesn't say. Uh, so uh, if a waiter is just willing to just say okay. And then just and then actually deliver on their promise. Give you two separate checks. That's the best yeah. because sometimes you just don't want to fucking deal with it. One guy's got cash, another guy's got a card. Someone's got like traveler's checks for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Some guy is um, got like a group on. One guy's only ordering. <laughs> he's ordering like tap water and lemon. Yeah. He doesn't want to pay for the whole thing, but he'll cover the the, the taxes on the tip. Whatever. But um, uh, just the, just the, the 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 nice the nice pleasantry of just saying, me and my friend are gonna pay separately, because someone someone uh, someone inevitably gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Even when you split the check down the middle, someone gets stuck with like an extra penny. <laughs> yes, because let's yeah let's say it's it's thirty three oh seven. Yeah, someone's getting stuck with that. Or extra. do you mean like? You order a Coke and I order a beer and like you're out the two fifty. Exactly. Makes up the difference. So there's that, or it's like I order the big the big sandwich and you order the salad, and it's like the big salad is a couple bucks more, and yeah. we're just like, oh, we'll square it up on the tip. But it never you never, never square it up on the tip. So if you're just like, I would just like a separate check. My friend and I are going to pay separately. Yeah. But it's always a big fucking to do, which I don't understand. And I maybe it's because I've never been a waiter, yeah. so I don't know if maybe there is a a huge cabal, like <laughs> you know, there's some shadowy reason why it's a big annoyance to write two separate tickets, or I, I don't, I don't know. It might be when they're cashing out at the end, it's just one more ticket that they have to handle for their tips to cash out at the end. Maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's a bigger fucking to do. Fine, whatever. But like. I don't, uh, you know, I go to Applebee's. I, <laughs> so I am, I am not looking for exclusive, uh, expensive places. So yeah. just, just fucking let me give put, uh, look, I already, I already said I was poor. Like I've already established that. So uh, that's my racial group. So stop being racist towards me, please. Yeah. In wanting to make sure that I pay just the amount of money that I have to pay. Um, final arguments, Mark. You're wrong. (laughs) Moving on. All right.
Mark, I don't understand how racial profiling is a best thing in this regard. It's just so prevalent amongst everybody I know who has worked. I mean, it's, it's in food service. I don't know because the story should this be celebrated. It should be acknowledged. <laughs> okay. Never forget. Never, never yes. forget racial yes. profiling. Things, it's a thing that happens after nine eleven. It's a thing that happens, and it's a thing that everybody does. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, "I'm not racist," but yeah, blank doesn't tip. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have a. I like everybody, mm-hmm. but hipsters ask too many questions about whether something is organic, and then when I say no, guess what they do anyways. They just order it anyways. Yeah. Why did you even ask? Well, maybe they were just curious. Maybe they were counting calories. Uh, the thing about splitting checks that's weird is they don't like to do it anywhere in California, mm-hmm. as far as I know. It was only when I left California and started going to other cities that I found out that, like, because if you ask in anywhere in L.A., can we just do separate checks? They'll either say, sure thing, and then not. Not, not do it. Or, or they'll, they'll say, we don't do that it. here. Exactly. And you're just like, why? But I, all of the restaurants that I went to in, you know, New York, Florida, Texas, South Dakota, all the other, Missouri, everywhere else I've been, they're like, can we split this eight ways to every person at this table? And they're like, yeah, why not? Sure. Fuck it. I yeah. don't care. It's two markets, two buttons. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, the first time that that happened, I was like, wait a minute. Well, why is it so hard everywhere else? Like there's, there's seven people here and you seem fine with taking care of all of us. Yeah. But I just love, I just love the idea of somebody thinking that they're not racist and then finding out, oh wait, I kind of am. Yeah. I think it's important. It's, I think that it's sure, not the it's kind of thing that we should not, hide away from. It's not the best thing. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be involved in a in thing where I have to go into a restaurant and then some waiter's like, "Are you going to ask me if it's organic?" Because I've had about up to here with you, you and your ilk. <laughs> I'm just like I just wanted to just. I was just going to use the bathroom actually. Oh. Oh. You know, yeah, you are poor a little around yeah, the eyes. Yeah, I, I didn't can, notice, I but now. yeah, I could like on your parent, well, like on one parent's side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah my dad was really that. poor. My dad was pretty poor, actually. Um, Fine. Yeah. Racial profiling is Thank worse you. than being able to split a check. Thank you. Are you happy Thank now? Thank you, yes. Mark, we're going to move on to our final topic here on Best of the Best. It's our mystery topic. It is our mystery topic. We don't know what it is. Could be anything. Could be anything. Probably is everything. Probably just straight up, is racism good or bad? Yeah. Uh, You have to take the good side. So So just be aware. All right. Um, But here's the thing, Mark. I was, uh, as I was driving along on the 405, I had a vision. Of a guy hitting the of back of your hit, car. It was it was Nick Cage's. I was the Nick Cage character in the movie Next. Yeah. So I could see. Was it ten seconds into the future? A minute into the future? It's, I. It's under a minute. Yeah. And so what happened is, uh, in this vision, the guy hit me. I screamed out the word "jerk." Our radio, radio station changed, changed to serious. To uh, best of the best came on. Yeah. And I heard my own voice over the radio. Ooh, right now? Yeah. Announcing this very specific 
uh, category for this episode. Okay. So it's a real meta game going on mm-hmm. here because I'll be listening to this right now in my car tomorrow. Yes. When I have another vision of a man rear-ending me. It's just going to be your Monday it's just, routine. It's just, yes, just getting just fucking rear-ended by a, a hairy dude <laughs> over and over and over again. Mark, uh, our final category is the best. What if that was the plot of next? <laughs> like, we don't know. It could be. This, that could be exactly Nick what happens. Nick Cage is a businessman that just gets into minor fender benders <laughs> over, over and, and over again. And he gets really upset because he has to relive getting frustrated of pulling off into the parking lot and surveying the damage saying, mm-hmm. oh, I guess it's not that, that bad. bad. Uh, I guess we can try and do it through, you know, as long as it's Text below the deductible. Fuck it. Uh, best, uh, best wait, wait, don't tell me panelist mm. is our final category. Here yes. Best of the best. You're doing waiting. Best wait, wait, don't tell me panelist. Mark, uh, I'm going to flip this coin. Call in the air. Heads. It is heads. All right. Kick or receive. I will go. He's going to receive. Andrew, I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah. I love the bad jokes. Yeah. I love the obvious setups. Yeah. Um, Humor in uniform. The best panelist. the best medicine. Has to be. Carl Castle. Peter Sagal. Peter Sagal. Uh, Paula Poundstone. Mm -hmm. Mo Rocca. Mm Mm-hmm. The best panelist. The has best to panelist be. has to be uh, Tom Bodette. Tom Bodette. Now, humorist, former NPR producer, Tom Bodette. Voice of Motel Six. Motel Six, right? How did he get that job? I'll tell you. He was a producer and he was a voice. Uh, he would do stories for NPR. Oh. And they heard his kind of folksy charm yeah. kind of voice. Yeah. Won't leave the light on and, for you. And uh, they, uh, one of the advertising execs that came up with the with the uh, the um, thing, called him up and said, "Well, you know, let's let's see what we can do. Just kind of read the copy." And I guess he even ad libbed, "We'll leave the light on for you." Yeah. Uh, as he was doing these recordings, and that's kind of been its thing ever since. In fact, they've gone so far as to brand themselves with Tom Bodette in that his voice is the voice you hear when you get a wake-up call at Motel <laughs> 6. And the line is something like, um, uh, well, this is... This it's is, not a recording, though, right? It's him. Every they, morning. He has to call. He has a big list, and he has to call him up. and Across the country. He says, uh, this is Tom Bodette. Mr. Decker. Using, using the... The one of the greatest inventions of mankind, the telephone, to inform you of one of the worst things in mankind. The wake the up wake call. Up call. Uh, we'll leave the line on for you. <laughs> I got a lot of these. I got, so yeah. I can't talk too much. Um, so Tom Bodette. Tom Bodette, who I first knew as the Motel 6 guy. I had no idea it went the other direction. Here's what I love about Tom Bodette. What I love about him is what I love about Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. The jokes are obvious. Yeah. The punchlines are tired. Like, when we did that episode where we did, like, a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me send-up, mm-hmm. 
and Tom Baudet's response to like a completely is non sequitur response is a failed Bush presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is something he would do. This year it's been, or like for the past year it's been twerking has been his <laughs> go-to. Like Malaysian Airlines flight went down into the Pacific. Latest thought is that this might be the cause. Uh, twerking a, a twerking contest on board no not even that i'll oh, just say I'll just, just say twerking. twerking and people <laughs> will lose their shit and start laughing i guess that engine wasn't twerking hard enough Ooh. get it do you guys get it yeah yeah and jerk he, he seems and howard stern came on the radio he seems to know what he's doing and he knows how this game is phoning played. it in yes phoning it in Tired jokes, barely even making an effort. Yeah. And he's he's the comforting center with his folksy charm. And then whenever they have somebody who's slightly more relevant than normal, which is still not terribly relevant, he will just <laughs> not burl. He will just not know who this person is. Yeah. And I always like that. He's like, so you are in a, a movie about Facebook? Or like a movie that was on Facebook. No, it's about Facebook. Uh, it's nominated for a bunch of Oscars, actually. Jesse, did, it's, it's me. It's Jesse. I've, did I've a lot in, of people like it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. I was. Why is everybody clapping? <laughs> I was asking a legitimate question. Uh, so you say Tom Bodet. Tom Bodet. He is what? Wait, wait. Don't tell me. Is in my mind. Not that exciting. <laughs> Kind of boring, but I love how I just like I like how bad the show is, and I think they know how bad the show is, and I think they know that if they change their model at all, it's not going to be the same. People won't listen. Mark, the best wait, wait, don't tell me panelist is one that you mentioned, Mr. Mo Rocca. Mo Rocca. Mo Rocca. Of my mother's or my grandmother's, my grandmother's lasagna. Um, I think it's. I think it's lasagna. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was something else. Car um, talk. No, not car talk. Uh, Mr. Mo Rocca, uh, who in my mind is a bit of a renaissance man. He's been a bit, he's, he's got he's his, on daily he's show. done a lot of different things. He's a gun for hire. He does, he writes, he hosts his own shows on the cooking channel and yeah. on other, I think he's got another show somewhere. I, I was at a Sears once. And he was, was he selling washer dryer. He was units? hosting. They were doing. So, there was something about like there was this video that was running in the automotive center about like um, antifreeze that yeah. like he was hosting. Um. Uh. He um. He he uh, was on the Daily Show for yeah. a while. He wrote for Wishbone. What's the story? What's the story? Wishbone. He wrote for the ABC show Pepper Ann. It's a lot of different things that he's done, and he's all over the place, yeah. just knocking everything out. So I say Mo Rocca, and that, you know, he's not just, wait, wait, don't tell me panelist Mo, Mo Rocca, Rocca, as Mr. Bodette or Paul is Poundstone. to a lot of people. He is... Do you have to live in Chicago to do that? Like, do we? can we assume that Mo Rocca lives in the Chicago area? I think he's originally from the Chicago. I think he's originally from Do like just Cham- fly Champagne. him in every week or I th- something. I think he's in, he's originally from Champagne, hmm. um, but uh, uh, I would say Mr. Moraka basically because 
you know, he's he's more he's the sum of you know he's more than the sum of his parts. He's he's just putting it all together. He he manages to not only be a wonderful contri- contributor to Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, but you'll hear him on other things too. You'll hear him on, uh, um, you know, he'll do a bit for um, um, Sears. Sears, uh, uh, I'm uh, all things considered. You know, he, you'll hear him across the dial on different NPR shows. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to Tom Bodette or Paul Poundstone, who cash their way, wait, don't tell me. They Jack, seem to live in off the building. They go, yeah. Uh, so I say Mo Rocca. I Mo Rocca. Final, final arguments. Mo. Final arguments. Mo Rocca is great, you know, in other things, but this is all about. Still rolling, still going, still going, still going. Still going. Now it's down. Okay. It was tails. Damn. Um, Mohawk is great in place. You're right. Yes, he's great and he's well known in places that are not. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, don't tell me. But Tom Bodette is wait, wait, don't tell me. And wait, wait, don't tell me is Tom Bodette. I thought Carl Castle. You can get rid of. Carl Castle was gone for like six months a couple of years ago and they replaced him with the guy. A robot. A robot man. Yeah. A robo a robocop. They no <laughs> Robocop. They replaced him with the guy who does like cold case files on A and E. Robert Stack. No. I'm legendary newsman. Dan Rather. Yeah, whatever. They replaced him. Yeah. And the show went on. Walter Cronkite. And I think you can get rid of Peter Sagel. And the show will go on. But Tom Bodat's lazy, <sighs> uninterested, I don't think disconnected that's the case. reading. I don't think that's the case. Is the show. No. It's what makes the show the show. No. What makes the He's show the show the show it's not is... No. The, the masthead is not Tom Bodette. I think the, it the, is. The world... The, 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 the wait, wait, don't tell me universe does not revolve around Tom Bodette. Because sometimes, most of the time, Bodette's... Not most of the time, but... You know, he's he's not on the panel every single week, but I feel like every time I tune he's in, he's there in spirit. Mo Rocca is on the panel. No, I think that if if I had to guess, I would say Paul Poundstone number one, then Tom Bodet, yeah, then the guy from the guy who now does Car Talk on NPR. There's a different guy. Uh, yeah, but I think I think it's not a I think it's not a show. I think it's just a web page or like a tiny like he'll be on all things considered yeah but there's another guy yeah and then mo rocca <sighs> mark Tom Baudet, no 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 Baudet, while he, is, is he got he got his... a good twerking joke once <laughs> and he's just gonna ride it until the next thing happens and that is what Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me does. They're gonna, they're, they are still making jokes about Jordan playing baseball. Yeah. Like, that is their show. They're like, we've got to go to this. You know, yeah. Like, a bon, a bon mot. Let's right? remind people of 1993. Look, he played for the White Sox, their farm team, the Durham, the Durham White Sox. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that 30 for 30 documentary just came out like a few years ago. So it's kind of relevant again. Get it? You understand? No, not really. But Mo Rocca at least brings the thunder. Tom Bodette is riding in on that Motel Six money. He's already it, just yeah. thinking about. All right, I guess got I a got, lot of wake I got up calls. Video to do tomorrow. 
But ro- you know, Raka putting in a new breakfast bar. Got a lot of people know about that. But that's the thing is that Mo Raka at least still sticks with Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, despite the fact that he's got all these other things going on. He's got I, this cooking show. He's got the Sears thing. I think he had. He's a, got uh, the book. He had that, all these that, other those things. Those wishbone documents. Well, royalty those checks. Those wishbone commentaries. PBS money. Those wishbone commentaries are not going to record themselves. That's true. Now, see, I wanted Wishbone to say, uh, um, "Oof, there it is." But PBS came back with a note that said that might be a little risque. Wolf is a little cl- like we don't know what there it is is don't talking know. about. Is he talking about his genitals? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. So we had to change it, which made it very difficult had, for our change. for we- this episode, which obviously covers to the lighthouse <laughs> by so, Virginia Wolf. So basically, we just had him quote OPP. Yeah. We had him say everybody was happier. Are you down with? Me, me, me. OPP. And then Wishbone says, yeah, you know me. Yeah. Woof. Woof. So So, that's that's pretty good. Um, Well, that's going to wrap it up for this commentary. Being told from the booth, we have another 21 minutes. minutes (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm just going to do a little um, little jazz scatting here. What's the story? Wishbone. Was he Wishbone? I don't believe he was Wishbone. Yeah. No, he was not Wishbone, but he was a writer for Wishbone. Oh. So, you know, and he's so he's instrumental in a lot of our childhoods as well. Yeah. So I say Mo Rocca is a lot better than Tom Bodet. You hear Tom Bodet on, 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 you know, radio advertisement once in a while, leave the line in for you. I've never even stayed in Motel 6 before, so... I can't even tell you if I they think should, I have. should be leaving the light on for me or not. It's better if they just turn that out. Just, yeah, I don't, don't want to see anything. Keep driving on by. But Mo Rocca, at least instrumental. I was enjoying a lot of his work on The Daily Show, on Wishbone, on Pepper Ann. Do you enjoy his work on Wait, on Wait, Don't Tell Me? Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Well, all yes. right. If you enjoy his work on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, then I guess I got to give it up. Yes. Mo Rocca. Best. My grandmother's lasagna. We'll have him on next week. To accept his award of best wait wait don't tell me yeah. panelist because uh you know he does a lot of stuff all we got to do is sh- I'm sure if we just shoot him an email offer him a sandwich plate and he'll he'll fly right out mark that's gonna do it for this episode of best of the best if you'd like to leave a comment you can always do that by going to the flickering box at wordpress.com you can leave a comment there you can listen to the show there you can subscribe to us on iTunes, yeah. or you can listen to us on Stitcher. 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 Which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone, all that information and more. The flickering box at wordpress.com. Or why don't you subscribe and like us on Facebook? Yeah, hump. <laughs> Next time, bring your Facebook, you hump. Facebook.com forward, spl- forward splash. Splash, yeah. Splash it up. That's that's what working at Wipeout does. Too. Yeah, just splash. Is that a, a backsplash or a forward splash? Forward splash. Facebook.com <laughs> forward splash BOTB podcast. Or email us directly at BOTB podcast at gmail.com. Mark, anything else before we wrap it up? Waiting is the hardest part, is what I've heard. Yeah. I thought the breaking up is hard to do. No, you know, you're, you're, it's actually the easy, it's, uh, um, it's a hundred ways to leave your lover. Yeah. Yeah. 50. I, 
I've you think like, he lowballed the number? I think he did yeah. because there's a lot more. Yeah. I can think of a lot more that don't involve rhyming the name of the guy that is involved. making a plan. Stan, yeah, get on the bus, Gus. Got to leave, Steve. Yeah, something, something. Going to Graceland. <laughs> get it? No? Hmm? Ah? Huh? Ah? All right. We're working. Yeah. We're. <laughs>